But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. I can talk. Uh, it's already Friday and the coffee's hitting. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from Chop Studios right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Wrestling Rob behind the glass. It is Break Bud Joey's in the house. We also have Ash in the house. It is a full packed house for a football Friday lean edition. We want to thank everybody for sticking with us throughout the entire time that we've been a live show every day. I mean, we've gone through some shit. Let me tell you. We've gone through, uh, let's see, you, you've done uh, shows from your attic and basement. I've done shows from the hospital moments after my son was born. Like, we've done a lot of consistent things over here. So today is our final Daily show for at least 10 weeks, but all sources sources have said that we're not just going to be gone for 10 weeks. <laughs> you never know. We'll see. But anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Smash that like button. Oh, I felt so YouTuber-ish on that one. Hit the like button. Just like the video. I don't never, like doing this. I don't like doing that at all. That's just weird. But anyway, hope everybody's doing well out here on a Friday. It is a jam-packed show. We went and saw a fantastic football game. We'll get into all that today. If you want to support the show, do so by heading on over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports. There's a three, a five, a $10 variation. That's the way to support this show as we move into a three-day-a-week show. So what we're going to do is we're going to start Monday, Thursday, Friday, and let the sports dictate us so obviously when baseball playoffs come rolling around uh we'll want to do that as well as um you know anything that's prominent that it calls for it right Gucci? like calls for it we're up we're, yeah. we're good to go yeah, we're gonna let the sports dictate what we do over here yeah so that's the best way Obviously, a big day coming up on Monday as the debut of the mojo market report uh happens over on the mojo um YouTube channel. So be sure to go subscribe to those guys and keep your tabs on all their social medias. They got some really cool stuff that literally me and Gooch were all over last night throughout the game because things were moving up and down and dropping left and right. Um, so definitely check out the uh, the app as it launches on Monday. So I think the soft launch is open, uh, done. Did you update your app? There's like one more update. I have not yet. And I was, I was, I have to. I, I was reading this. I mean, it's going to last, last yes, for two days because it's like the real that's thing. That's why is, I was like, right. I'm just going to wait. I was right. looking at the player movement last night cool stuff yeah we'll get into that yeah. maybe we'll get into that a little bit later but definitely on monday yeah for sure so um yeah so later on in this show we'll be doing our friday leans for week two we'll be joined by the sauce himself kyle kerms who by the way slapped last night we'll get into that when we talk about the game but first gooch we have ourselves a rundown and it's being brought to you by the fusco insurance agency visit fusco insuranceagency.com for all the stuff that mike fusco is doing over there and like i said i would love to describe all the things that he does but he does so much shit that it becomes so long-winded and i i truly need to educate myself on all that but definitely go check out his website gooch the rundown hit me yeah so you know it's the football friday lean i'm gonna get the other sports out of the way couple things the mets are seeking a new team president because sandy alderson is Stepping stepping into a new role, he's transitioning out. He's not out with the organization, but they're looking for a new guy. Um, minority owners of the Suns, they want the majority owner out. So however, the, they wrote a letter to the commissioner, I believe. Okay. And it looks like that this is not going to end anytime soon. This guy, they want him out. What do you think ends up happening? Do you think he I mean, goes? This is one of those things where it's like if enough people around the league, like, look, LeBron is like, 
the face of the league, right? And he, he's going out there saying, like, get rid of this guy. And then obviously Chris Paul and everybody else involved in this, he's going to go. Like, it's it's just a matter of time. I wish they would do the same shit with Daniel Snyder. But for whatever reason, this guy must have nudes of Goodell's wife it's, or something like hard, that for him to keep to take, his job. It's hard to take something from somebody that has a, a whole lot of money and that if he wants to keep it, there's really – it's going to be up to him. Does he want to deal with the public backlash? That's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to get it's rid of it. It's also them. that the Suns are good. It's not like it's they're a bad franchise. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah I mean they're good. Like they what, have, what they happens have the, then? They have the promise to be a playoff team every year. Like you know what I mean? Like, it's like this guy. You know? Yeah, he's going to be the one on the court with them. the fucking yeah. trophy. Like, oh, here you go. Yep, like yep. nobody likes you. <laughs> so. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so <laughs> that sucks. Back to real sports. We got NFL injury news because it is in fact the Lean Friday edition over here. Michael Gallup is returning to seven on seven drills. You know, and it, baby. Dak Prescott is definitely being rushed back because they he's say, out there on the field already. They say week six. Against the Eagles, so if that's the case, Sunday Night Football, the stage the is set. I've seen Dak get dropped Waiting in a couple leagues. Maybe Sunday I'll maybe night. I'll put him on my IR. Who said they dropped them yesterday? Didn't somebody say they dropped them? Yeah, Nick, our uh, sound engineer, yeah. said he had a drop. And my dad, I, I mentioned this yesterday. My dad had a drop his kicker because Butker went out for a week and he drafted Butker as one of the higher yeah. kickers, right? But he had to dra- he had to drop him because of the archaic. Uh, ownership of this league, and that being me, um, that you couldn't IR Dak. So <laughs> he didn't want to drop Dak Prescott. He's got Kirk Cousins on the bench. He's bringing him in um, off the old uh, reservation, and he gets to wait until Monday night for that. But, um, yeah, it just Dak Prescott's out there throwing left-handed yesterday uh, in street clothes. So it's like this guy, you can't settle pry down, this guy settle down, off settle the field. Down. He's going to get re-injured. Stop it, Dak. Just get, get back. All right, anyway, Brian Robinson was so, was seen back at practice doing drills yesterday for the first time since being shot. That's good news for fantasy owners and commanders fans alike. Uh, hopefully he gets back soon. Prayers up to Brian Robinson. It's good to see that, you know, he's he's going to be back this season, probably around week five like they like they were hoping. Guns blazing. Do you expect him to get played a lot, or do you expect him to slow I mean, play? they're going to ease him in, I'm assuming. I, for us fantasy guys that— it depends how how far along because look he might because he's on the IR he might end up being healthier sooner than they anticipated and then he's got two weeks to get right if he's getting healthy around that time because they have to hold him out a certain amount of time let's say he's ready to go in two weeks you know they still have to hold him out because they used up the pup thing on him the pup is a a sixth thing six week so like yeah it's he has to I think it was the problem is if he if he's off the pup I think it's four weeks no six weeks is IR no 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 you got it reversed you got it reversed TJ Walk I put on the IR they said six weeks he could return there might be like three different variations of the I I think the pup is is four games yeah so he can come back yeah he he, he has to sit out at least four games and if they don't bring him back then they have to IR him. Which would be another four weeks. Yes. Yeah. That, so tough. I think that's what the rule is on that. I could be wrong, but it's something. Uh, yeah. Hawaii Mike's coming in. There's different types of IRs. That's definitely the truth. I yeah. think it's four, six, eight. Much like our Patreon being three, ending, five, ten. Season ending IR is one, obviously, as well. Obviously, yeah. All right. So speaking of season ending IR, Jamal Adams underwent season ending surgery to reattach his quad to his bone or Ooh, something like that. A little Triple H action over there, quad. Rob. That's a shitty injury. I'm not really a big Jamal Adams fan, but I don't like to see anybody have to deal with something like that. Quad injuries suck. I'll tell you that. All right, so Najee Harris and J.K. Dobbins were back at practice in full. These are two guys that we, I'm sure a lot of us across the board are relying on at least one of these guys. J.K. Dobbins didn't play last week. Is he, he's a go? If he's full, full in practice, he's got to be a I, go. I would imagine he's going to go, yeah. Oh, he's baby. questionable. If Unless there's a setback, which is very possible, um, 
I think that we could expect to see at least Dobbins a little bit on the field. And Najee Harris is saying that he's ready to go 100%, but we'll see what the Steelers do with that. Right. Um, Jalen Warren didn't get too much carries. I don't think Najee really... They were, I don't know, man. Like they, There was a lot of football played with yeah. Jalen Warren as a starter, and he still didn't see the ball that much. So uh, I think it's Najee time again. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is looking at looking confident that he's going to make his NFL debut on Sunday for the Giants. The Giants have a very winnable game. Yes, they Could do. it be they do. 2-0 New York Giants? My God. We'll, we'll find out. Can you imagine the uproar? They're going to be <laughs> setting up stages and for the fucking so, Canyon of the Heroes and deservedly so. Super Bowl. Deservedly so. Parade. They had no hope. It gives them at least like they're ahead of the rebuild. It gives them at least a 2-15 It gives season. them confidence <laughs> in their coaching. It gives the, the yeah, quarterback right. a little bit of confidence. It's difference. It's, you got to be happy. 2-0 and is 2-0. and It's yeah. the NFL. You know? yeah, no, it could be 0-2 against these teams. If, I'm, if I'm a 2-0 and Giant fan, I'm trutting around like McGregor Bro, for the a Titans, week. The Titans were the one seed last year. I know yeah. that they're, they're not good anymore. Or they're far removed from that team, but... They were the one seed nonetheless. That's a big win for the Giants, and they have a winnable game. So be be interesting to see how that plays out. And I got to say, shout out to the fucking Sauce Network, bro. He's got to take that hat off. Um, the what prop what beaver. hat? Oh, God. All right, I see him in, in the hey, – hold on. I see him in the lobby. You can bring him in if you want. The prop beaver showing out, going 3-0 in his props. No, he uh, Switched the, the name tags to no tags. Kyle right? called me yesterday mid – like right after I tweeted out green check marks, and AJ was bugging out because he thought I jinxed his bet. Uh, no jinxes. There's no, no such jinxes. thing as jinxes. I don't believe in that shit. And the truth is, I got it at four and a half receptions, so I had hit two, two of my three props already at that point in the first quarter. So that was what I was celebrating. So I wasn't jinxing anything. I and was just celebrating my give a dub, proper baby. a proper welcome to the man responsible for all of us eating last night along with the uh, along with AJ Basco. And welcome to the show. Back to the show on a lean Friday. Welcome, Kyle Kerms. What's up, bud? Yo, good morning. Happy Friday. Yeah, the... Uh... There's a lot of comments saying because of the crazy nature of that backdoor cover, there was a lot of comments saying we didn't deserve that win. Uh, uh, no, we everybody deserves saying, that win. You know, well, I would say <laughs> I would that say that the nature of the way Kansas City even took the lead means that I feel like the game was picked exactly right. Who has a 99-yard pick six by a seventh-round corner against you know one of the guys that you expect to be in the MVP running? Come on now, I think exactly. that was perfect. Yeah. What 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 do they even do? A no huddle, throwing <laughs> the ball when your tight end can't even breathe. Right, like that was just rough. run the ball. Right, man. what the hell? By the way, that's the most fantastic shirt I've ever seen. By the way, Kyle, that's that's a fantastic. He's a retired drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> so good, surprisingly accurate. <laughs> surprisingly accurate. Anyway, so we great. got Kyle on the show. Obviously, we can get right into it. Is that it for the rundown there, Broski? You got um, that is it. that is it for the rundown. Now let's switch it on into uh, some football as we talk about last night. The Chiefs defeating the Chargers 27-24. Now I will preface this that me and where is this guy going? Like he's like stealth. Spider-Man. Uh, me and um, what you would call Chris went with Kansas City last night on the show. And, of course, our intern Anthony was here, A5. He took the Chargers along with Wrestling Rob. So that was the picks in the daytime. Now, when the nighttime hit, when the, the, bet, faded where the bets were hard. coming in, I when, when Kyle goes in on certain things and he's just like, it's such a, for him, it's like almost like a no-brainer. I'm just like, does he know things? Is he good at this? Yeah, I think he's good at this. So I switched my pick, and you did as well, and we all ate uh, with the backdoor cover as we were just talking about. But a couple storylines to get up into is Justin Herbert got knocked to shit yesterday a bunch of times. That dude, I don't know if you can either call him a warrior or you can call him a just a, 
just ignorant to the fact that you might be playing with broken ribs. But a great heroic performance out of Herbert, a great stat line, did his thing. Bro, fourth and what? Was it fourth a and two? A heroic performance for the... <laughs> For the Chargers betters, they didn't win, Dave. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, that's how we're looking at it. Like that fourth and two, he's our hero. They lost the game. <laughs> he broke his ribs. Guy I saw it right now. We're happy as hell. What was it? I saw I saw a tweet that that was perfect. It said, <laughs> um, Justin Herbert just risked his literal entire NFL future so you could cover your Chargers plus four bet. <laughs> Listen, not wrong, bro. Not wrong. And he does that. So on the betting side of things, yes, we all won money. Uh, but when it comes to the Chiefs going 2-0, Chris, dangerous? I mean, they're scoring points that kind of – at they were a little shaky a little bit yesterday because they were down for a little while. But you knew yeah, that, that Mahomes was going to start throwing the ball around the field. And to me – they look pretty goddamn dangerous. The thing about the Chiefs, you can't, the, the games that they're supposed to lose, they have to lose. Otherwise, they're able to go on a crazy run because they've done it before. That's Last year, they started playing like shit. But when you get the Chiefs up against the ropes and you don't take advantage, you can't leave Pat Mahomes in the game long enough. The defense makes a play somehow, and then boom, you're down 10. Some Dude, some of these throws by Mahomes. It's just like, I know it's I know it's kind of like commonplace at this point because we're all seeing it for a couple years now, but man, the sidearm stuff, the, every play that you think is a broken play in, in anybody else's offense, he's like, he's licking his chops. Like he's like, there's going to be something spectacular to come out of this play, and that just means that the receivers are coming back to the ball. Credit to those guys. Um, Juju targeted a bunch in the first half, and it was a zero factor in the second half. I don't know if you noticed that, but Mojo put that out there, that the target share was ridiculous for Juju Smith-Schuster. So if you're an owner of that in fantasy, I kind of question – I don't know. I don't know what to even think about when it comes to Juju. Maybe the prop beaver can I shine think, some light on that. I think when but. it comes to any Chiefs player outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, you're going to deal with a lot of up and down. Uh, Edwards Alaire has played above his head, I Great. think, for the first two what games. What about that face mask? Anybody see that shit? Yeah. That's like, he looks like, uh, it looked like O.J. Simpson's face mask, to be honest with you, with a shield. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. very narrow bars and then just a whole windshield like but, a car. But any of the other pass catchers on on the Chiefs, I'm, I'm kind of shying away from in mm. any fantasy regard. And then if you want to talk mojo, maybe the same, because I just feel like it's going to be too volatile. One guy one week, the next guy. Look, McKinnon blew up list, uh, yesterday, and the week before it was Pacheco. So you just don't know who's going to be the guy that Andy Reid uses. And that's a, that's, a dang, that's a dangerous thing. As far, as far as target share goes, I mean, AJ was over. We were editing last night during the game. Yo, I don't know the exact numbers, but I felt like Gerald Everett had 21 catches in that game. And can, we also agree, can we also agree that him changing his number to single digits made him faster? Is that a, is that a possibility? Yo, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, this dude, like... <laughs> I was making jokes like, yo, who is this out there? Like, is that Anquan Bolden in his prime? Bro, he was legitimately <laughs> so on fire. Like, the guys got wheels. Except and I'm for like, the one play where he was begging to come out of the game, and they were like, no, 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 we have to hurry up. <laughs> He's like, bro, I need a breather. I need bro, a breather. They, no, we're running the hurry up. Stay they, on the field. Didn't they also run a hurry up on that fourth and two? Like, I feel like there was like 13 there seconds was a, on yeah, the play clock. They, they knew exactly what they, play they, they were, were going with, man. So, dude. Yeah, the funniest part of last night, though, was <laughs> so in the first quarter, um, Mike Williams gets like five catches, 70 yards right away, Just right? Crushing we it. all know that AJ's going to win his bets. He already won one of them. He's about to win the other one. And you guys retweeted him, giving him props. <laughs> and he's over here freaking out like, they're jinxing me. They're jinxing me. <laughs> it was funny as hell. Sorry, AJ. He, he got it. I don't believe in any jinx. And then that, that – There was no jinx. Bro, no first jinx. of all, like everything – and I believe in everything that um, – where is he going now? 
What, what's happening oh, here? Oh, we've got you a coffee. What do you got? First of all, you got makeup girls and, and Ashley to get you wired and up. And now you got, got a got coffee call, I got guy? I my assistant. He's my break bud. I couldn't hear Kyle. What do you mean you couldn't hear Kyle? Oh, because he's oh, in the, all right, he all right. Have, yeah, you're right. He's yeah. in that. No, you're good. You're good, Kyle. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, good for you, man. I have a whole little entourage going on. I today. Bet you like, it's cold. Here's your coffee, sir. Joe, warm up this coffee for me. <laughs> Can like? you please no. cross by again and warm it up? No, no, uh, no, no. no, no. You, going back. You no, 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 we're good. No, no, we're good. Going back to uh, AJ for a second. Like, I think it was Sean Redden in the chat who said, like, now we just need that big mother effort to score. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I, I don't know if he's going to, like, let's not get too greedy. And next thing you know, the ball floats up. I'm like, that's Williams. That's Williams. That's Williams. That's Williams. I mean, dude, first of all, fantastic catch. Like, yeah. what a catch in the end zone. Mike Williams is a, that dude. And I tell you right now, AJ made a great point in his analysis on Twitter. You can follow him at, the, I believe it's the Prop Beaver. Um, he said that, like, the guys that are covering Mike Williams last night were, like, half his size. Like, the guy was going to body and get in the way of a lot of dudes, and he did just that. Like, opening drive, like, bro, like, when he was catching balls, I felt like it was, like, those cartoons where, like, they're hanging on, and they're just, like, ripping the jersey out and just hanging on for dear life because, like, they like, could like little giants. Right, like little, little giants. It's a good exactly. thing, though, that he did eat as much as he did in the first half because Spagnuolo did a good job on him in the second half, I thought. Yeah, no, well, listen, they made adjustments, but... The most impressive part is a lot of his catches, especially early, he wasn't even open. He no, was there was guys bigger. hanging all over him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it wasn't right. even open. A lot, of, a lot of red jerseys in there. And, like, they're even saying, like, I think it was, uh, who's the guy doing the color now? Is it Kirk Herbstreet? Uh, whoever it is got to go. It's Herbstreet. You don't like him? Herbstreet. I liked him. Oh, it, man. I, you know what? I like Kirk a lot. On I know that you have an affinity to college show. football guys, so that's probably where no, that comes No, but I from. admit, I, I, like, he does a great job on college game day. But calling the games, I admit that he takes a step back. He's not as good as he yeah. is on college game day. Can we also talk about um, uh, the future WWE star that Derwin James could be as he decided to lift Travis Kelsey into the heavens and then slam his ass down like he was a, a featherweight? Like, that was... And I have always knew that Derwin James was that guy, and he's a dog, and he's a strong dude. But my man picked him up double-leg takedown style and just... Put him in the freaking dirt. Who would you take, Minka or Derwin James? Oof. Mm. That's a good one. Um, I Dude, think Minka, Minka. Minka probably Minka makes more plays on the ball. Wherever the football is, Minka just I agree. Right. He's like uh, a young Charles is, Woodson to me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. The uh, <laughs> Yo, the, uh, weren't you guys surprised that on that body slam play you were just talking about, they didn't take a second look because, like, I, I really think the ball came out when he hit the ground, but yeah. it was closer than the announcers were making it seem. It did seem very, it did seem very uh, like nonchalant about it. Like they were just like, oh, that's easy. You know what I mean? Like that. That's they didn't an even easy. give. Yeah. They didn't even give us a decent second look. And, at it. and not for nothing, with the NFL being the way it is lately, right? I fully expected an unnecessary roughness call. I don't know why, but I'm just like, where's the flag? Like, where? Uh, how yeah, they're gonna yeah, let him take I, him down I, like that? I love it. Trust me, it's great. It's football. But, like, based off of what we've seen in the last couple of years with player safety, like, dude, he literally picked him up and put him in the earth. I think the uh, the penalty is when they do, I believe the wrestling move is a German suplex, where they bring him <laughs> yeah. over the back. Yeah. I, yes. Because they can land on their head. Very good, In that one, he had no, like, he landed straight on his back. So, I, I, I agree. I thought the flag was coming, too. But I think that's the actual rule. So, uh, shout out to also Rucker's very own Isaiah uh, Pacheco picking up blocks like Zeke, my man. Good stuff. He actually definitely uh, gave Mahomes a little bit more time to rock with that. I haven't uh, seen um, Scoop in the comments. Did we scare him away? 
Is Scoop, in, is Scoop with us today? I have not no, seen Scoop in the comments either. I wonder. Do we kick Scoop out of the group? I mean, listen, as far Scoop as Scoop. did well last night. I wanted to pay, oh, really? I wanted to pay homage. I, I tailed Scoop on his first half under. I tailed The first Sean. half under was his. The first yeah, half tailed, under was Scoop's. So I, I tailed right Sean on the game under because that wasn't on the sauce ticket. So I went with a little bit of everybody yesterday and all the boys ate. So I yes. wanted to give Scoop his due. And after he's I not here. He's, he's thrashed scared. him. Maybe he's, is there soccer this weekend that he has to pick? Is there soccer this weekend? I don't I even think know. So. No. I think there's a, it's Friday, so usually Saturday mornings are big for soccer. He's, but in, he's in Kyle's basement right now <laughs> handicapping <laughs> soccer. Dr. Trey's Dr. dead. He's locked in my basement. <laughs> All you hear is <laughs> 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 he's just like got a fucking tape on his mouth. Kyle splashes that's, water down. That's company policy when someone goes one and nine in a day. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Remember that room you wouldn't let us in? Now we know what it's used for. <laughs> it's just cages back there. Uh, anyway, with the cats. But anyway, so before we get into the entire NFL slate, I do want to also let you guys know that this show is also being brought to you in part by guys our, our guys over at Dat Chat. Be sure to go check those guys out. That chat um, is also, you've got the, the the blockchain, the social media, everything those guys are doing over there. Go check them out. It's very cool. we got an app for both iPhone and you weirdos that have droids. Um, uh, yeah, green texters, by the way. Pff, forget you, people. I, I, I can't, I, I don't even respond anymore. I haven't heard someone call it a droid in a while. Droid. <laughs> is that old school? Like, I is, think so. Well, I don't know. I'm so old. I mean, just Android in general is, but. All right, anyway. And also, steveaspar.com for the website work. He's the man over there. He is a web developer and our friends down the hall at Lowell's making all of our fun stuff that we're going to be giving away at Matawan Day. Um, so, yeah, those are that. And, of course, for Manscaped. If you head on over to Manscaped, you get 20% off a pair of clean-shaven balls with the promo code SHOPSPORTS. You see, you so say that, it's like thing. we're getting balls actually sent to our house. Well, no, I think everybody gets the, uh, <laughs> the play on words it. here. So it's a nice, clean set. All you need to know is 20% off promo code SHOPSPORTS. What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Sturch, again. And today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through Prestige Tax Group, tax preparation and planning, bookkeeping, payroll, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, and even life settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100 hundred dollars check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website absolute-eyewear.com tell them chop sports search set you we're gonna get right into these leans though yeah definitely oh wait real you quick want, though. I, 
I have real, some college bets too. Yeah, we could get into yet? all the leans. Save, all the, the leans. save those for the end. We'll definitely, we'll um, definitely slap but, some of those. But as the, well. the link will be out for the Survivor Reviver pool today. So if anybody that got pasted in week one, are we are we getting our read? I, I don't know. I haven't actually spoke to him. Okay, um, well, actually, isn't he in Colombia now? Now we're not going to know. He is in he is in Colombia, but I I could just text his brother. It's all good. Yeah, let's find out if we get a. So be on the lookout if you're looking to um maybe make some money. All right. Uh, as far as the records going into week two, disregard because uh, we've had some troubles here. Uh, I am four and thirteen, sitting there in last place against the spread from last week's picks. However, I will preface this: I changed a lot of those picks on game day after the sauce releases his VIP ticket, so I faded myself plenty and was fine. So I'm not broke. I'm not living in the street. I'm fine. Um, Rob gets back on the winning side of things with last night's win. He's a solid five and twelve. He'll be also digging himself. I feel himself like that's the Jets' the record this year, and that. Might be the Cowboys record. This oh year. wow, wow, wow! We're taking wow. shots. Okay, uh, and Chris whopping over there at an eight and nine under five hundred. Also, probably the Packers record this year. So we're on. We're all on. Par. And I have to give credit where credits due. Even though Kyle was the one to say sack up and bet the whole thing, a five is two and zero. Oh. So back to back Thursday nights. He's hit him. Okay, I should clarify. I didn't mean everyone should be betting the whole slate. Everyone's bankroll is different. Everyone's in but, a different but, position. But real men, though. But real men. <laughs> I meant be. like if you're only picking two games, don't compare your record to ours. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I was just giving him his flowers. I was just trying to make him. You know, he deserves zero flowers. Zero flowers. <laughs> zero flowers. Not even okay. one. Not even one flower. Not even a singular flower. All right, let's get into it, guys. All right, let's start. With the locals, ladies and gentlemen, it is the New York football Jets visiting the Cleveland Browns under Jacoby Brissett. And somehow, some way, Vegas thinks that Jacoby Brissett is worth a six and a half point spread here. They are the favorites. The money line is obviously on the Jets with the plus 210. The over-under sitting at 39 and a half. So clearly, people think nobody's going to fucking score in this game. Um, I'll start with Kyle if you have thoughts about the fact that Joe Flacco is getting the call one more again. Well, I, I'm not going to give out my pick for this game, but I will say um, there's a lot of money coming in on the Jets. They're t- the books are taking a lot of Jets money. This line opened at five and a half and then moved to six and a half, which is a reverse line movement. Um, that that looks trappy. I mean, it seems like everyone's betting the Jets and the books are like, go ahead. Yeah, keep betting the Jets. Here, here, take an extra point. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's what it seems like. Uh, so just that alone. Now, me and AJ tonight will really dive into these numbers and so things are subject to change, but that alone it has me leaning, laying the six and a half with Cleveland uh, before I even start. All right, Gooch, how you feeling about this one, bro? And write these down, Rob. I got, I got right. Right, with yeah. the spreads too. Mm-hmm. I think that the the things that Cleveland does well, the Jets are going to struggle with up front and on the back end. They're really good getting to the quarterback, and they have good corners. I think that's just going to be hell for the Jets and Flacco. He can't stretch the field at all. Elijah Moore is. Apparently on his way to looking good in practice, but he doesn't have the supporting cast around him to actually succeed. Um, Need Zach back to see what the Jets are all about. Until then, it's not going to be good. That's my take on the Jets. Cleveland? Cleveland. Okay. Um, I, for one, um, obviously I was a believer in the Jets with Zach Wilson at the helm. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows I had him going 5-0 with Zach Wilson. Then he goes down. The wheels completely fall off, and now the Jets kind of look like a piss-poor team again. Robert Sala's got a lot of explaining to do if he goes 0-2. I'm telling you right now because he is not off to a good start as a coach. For that reason, and that reason alone, I don't think Joe Flacco is the quarterback the entire game. I don't think so. If they don't get off the ground running, Mike White will be brought into this game, and the Jets will try to keep it close. 
I'm going to go with the Jets on the show. We'll find out what I do on Sunday. But for this, I'm taking the Jets plus six and a half because I think there's a little bit of a boost. I'm not saying Mike White's a world beater. I'm not saying he's any good. I'm saying he can do a little bit better than Joe Flacco did last week. And again, Joe Flacco, let's let's pretend that you know he has won a Super Bowl. He's I think he's won an MVP, right? So like the guy is definitely capable. I know he's getting older. The league the, MVP? No, a Super oh, Bowl MVP. Yeah. Um and the um the whatchamacall? The uh you know I lost my train of thought. No, no, no. What I was saying is Joe Flacco's capable. The weather was dog shit last week for the Jets. So maybe, just maybe, they get off to a little bit better. Michael Carter does his thing, maybe a little bit more of Brees Hall this week, maybe a little bit of Elijah Moore. I don't like the I Jets like to get blown get, out here. Like I'm going get with the Jets. A lot more Nick Chubb this week. I'm going I will with the say, Jets. Um, a, a positive for the Jets that you, uh, if you're if you're betting the Jets this weekend, something that you have to feel good about is a lot of people were expecting Baltimore to just bully the Jets around, run yep. the ball right in between the tackles. That's not what happened in that game at all. The Ravens beat the hell out of them, but they they didn't do it in the fashion that we were expecting. And you know that's how Cleveland wins games. They slam it between the tackles with Chubb. And if the Ravens couldn't do it, you know what? Maybe the Browns struggle to do it too. So I think there are, I, I do see some positive talking points for the Jets for sure. I think the counter to that point might be though is that the Ravens, the Ravens were more equipped than the Browns to do it in other ways. So they said, you know what? Let's not attack them where where we might struggle a little bit. Where Cleveland may have less options, so it's really going to be a battle of who could do it better, who's going to execute. I in Agreed. this case like Agreed. the Browns' offensive line. Rob, are you going to be a homer this week or what? Uh, I'm taking the Jets, man. They out they outrushed and out threw Baltimore last week. Their defense is going to play hard. I agree with you. I hope we see Mike White in the second half because Flacco's the downfall right now until Zach comes back. All right. Well, there you go. There are the picks for, or at least the, some lean, some picks for that one. Staying local, the New York football Giants coming off their historic 1-0 start uh, because it's been a long time since the Giants have been over 500. They are currently over 500. They're back at home for their uh, their home opener against the Carolina Panthers who are coming off a tragic loss to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker couldn't get it done. The Giants are favored here. I mean, look, I, just based off of what I know, uh, I would say that when the home team is home, if it's just an even match, sometimes the home team gets three. They're only getting two. So clearly this one's going to be a little closer, I think. Um the money line is obviously on the Panthers. The over/under setting at forty-three and a half, which is again quite low. Um, so we'll start with Sauce. If you want to comment about the New York G-Men coming into their one and zero historic start. Oh, uh, yo, unmute him, dude. I don't know why he's I muted. Don't know how, I, don't, I didn't mute him. Hold on. No, he might have muted himself. No, I, I okay. muted because there's things going on in the background. Gotcha, right, gotcha. So, <laughs> um, so, in my opinion, this is the second most difficult game to bet of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one I think the, is a complete coin flip is Dolphins-Ravens, like literally flip a coin. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, this I would rank second hardest. Um, I will say that the Panthers are taking a lot of money and the books reacted to it because this one was two and a half as recent as yesterday. It's down to one and a half now. Um, so the books are taking uh, Panthers money and reacting to it. So maybe they like the Panthers. Really not much to go off of there. Uh, to me, I, the, the numbers I wanted to look at tonight when AJ gets here is um, how the Giants' offensive and defensive line did, fared against the Titans' offensive and defensive line. I'd like to see the numbers on that. Um, I really want to know, did the Giants beat the Titans or did the Titans lose to the Giants? Very, if, if very that makes good sense. point. 
Um, so I really need to dive deeper in that. This one, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, it'll be on YouTube tomorrow night. We, we got to get the I got you. I got you. Uh, shout out to everybody watching this show right now. Please do us a favor. Like the video. I saw a comment by Rashad White coming back. Says, loves this show. Appreciate you, not bro. Not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back, backup running back. White. But he did play. If this is the same guy, I think he played ball at Michigan State, right? Is that yeah, the same guy? That's what he said, yeah. yeah yep, see, yep. I remember things. I remember people here. All right, Gooch, where are you going here? G-Man going 2-0, bro? I think they're going to go 2-0. Uh, um, bum, bum, bum. I just don't believe in Baker, and this is maybe a little bit of my bias coming in here. I just I don't believe in him. I, I do like DJ Moore. I like a few of the other things, Christian McCaffrey and, and Saquon. It's nice to see these two guys back in action and potentially being, you know, the over the injuries that set them back for the last couple seasons. So that's kind of a cool story. Side note, the, as far as the Giants went last week, I think it's going to be hard to decipher how that game went because about as far as who won it, if you look at the first half, the Giants got dominated on both sides. And then you look at the second half, they dominated both sides. So it might end up being fairly even. It was a tight finish as it was. Tannehill made some mistakes in the end. Uh, Daniel Jones made his mistake, but he didn't waver down and the stretch. Fat bastard bullet missed the field the, goal. I think the advantage <laughs> so. here is the the – MetLife is going to be crazy. It's going to be the craziest it's been for a Giants game in like three years because they have a little bit of hope, and this is a winnable football game in their home opener. Saquon's back. The defense is playing well. Kayvon Thibodeau, he's looking like he's going to play, and I think he might give a little bit of life to that defense. Carolina's offensive line, what are they looking like? Didn't they get banged up a little bit last week? I Baker mean, had four fumbles. Miles Garrett was all over them, but I that's Miles Garrett, I know it's a different Garrett defensive too. line. I know that, but... I just like the Giants in this one, building off the energy, and I really like their head coach. All right. Um, I'm going to say that the New York football Giants will go 2-0. They're going to win this game, um, and I think it's going to be on the, the the performance of a Saquon Barkley again. Um, last week, we saw something that no tenure has done for the Giants, and that's look at Daniel Jones and yell at him and saying, are you fucking kidding me with that pass? You know what I mean? Like, there, there's... Brian Dable, there was moments where Brian Dable had now two moments, right? Two moments that stick out. And you look across the street to Robert Sala, he hasn't had any moments, and he's had 22 games. Brian Dable, on his first game, yelled at Daniel Jones for being uh, bad at football and then went for two and won the game. So, like, this team is riding a high. That Giants crowd is, uh, listen, I've been there a million times for Giants-Cowboys games, and while sometimes I feel like there's more Cowboys fans in the crowd, when the Giants fans get rowdy, they get rowdy. I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's still going to be good with the Panthers and better statistically with the Panthers. However, I'm riding the momentum here, and I'm going to take the Giants minus the two. I don't like it. I hate it. I actually despise it, and I'll wait for the sauce. <laughs> the sauce is VIP ticket to see where I actually go with this one, but I'm leaning New York Giants. Rob? Chris, you're taking the Giants, right? Yeah. Uh, um, the thing that scares me about the Giants is their secondary. I think it's terrible. Maybe like one of the worst in the league. But Saquon uh, led the NFL in rushing last week. Mm -hmm. It was a Saquon everybody wanted to see. Mm -hmm. I honestly think we're going to get that again this week. And like you said, what like with the Jets, with Mike White coming in, when are we going to see Tyrod Taylor? It's going to happen eventually. It's going to be a way longer. I think yeah, the leash is longer, yeah. Not if they're winning. I mean, like you said, nobody's really yelled at Daniel Jones before. But Dable also knows that Tyrod Taylor knows how to move this offense better than better than Jones can right now. He might. He, he I probably mean, knows he the offense really better. Yeah. I think he may have worked with Dable in the past. Yeah, and, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for that regard, I think that's just a. It makes him a, a real safe backup if in the event that Daniel Jones goes down. But I don't think there's really risk for Jones. Rashad, no cold. more ties, bro. Ties are horrible. <laughs> it's like Rashad thinks. What's up with week one ties all the time? Yeah, seriously, what's that all about? <laughs> all right, so we're all on the Giants, and uh, we'll see what Kyle says uh, later on. Here we go. 
Moving on to a big, big spread here. There's three games that I saw that have 10-point spreads, which is a little ridiculous in week two. So it's a, it's a testament to see what these teams are out of one week of football. We just watched the, the Texans roll with the Colts, right? Like they actually competed with the Colts, and now they're going on the road to go against Russell Wilson, who just lost to the Seahawks, and now the, the, the Broncos are favored by 10. So the 10-point spread, it's a heavy, heavy money line, minus 500 on the money line. Like this, this, it just seems like they're thinking this is a Russ Wilson revenge. All of a sudden, a pissed off Russell Wilson, Mike Cook, the over under set at 46 sauce. You got anything about Russell Wilson on uh, games coming off of games that he's lost? <laughs> oh, I don't have anything on that. Uh, um, but see, I think this is the perfect game where the books are just poised to clean out the public here because everyone is rushing to bet Houston. Um, I'm almost definitely laying the 10 with Denver here. Uh, it's, it's a matter of so the Broncos last week, yeah, they lost 17 16. They had first and goal three times and got three total points. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very good point. So, like, if they score touchdowns on those drives, they'd win the game by three scores. Yeah. Um, I think the Broncos look way better than what the scoreboard said they did last week. I agree 100%. And I think the Colts made the Texans look way better than they actually so are. So the Colts played last... down to the Texans. Yes. Um, I think this point spread is. Should be, I mean, like I would lay anything 13 and a half or lower because I really think blowout. Wow. Okay. Gooch, you feeling the same way? Yeah. I'm back on Denver. I was a little off from last week and I was right to be, but yeah, Javante is going to eat. They're going to. Russell Wilson, just to clarify, Russell Wilson has never been pissed off a day in his life, so I don't know what you're talking about with the pissed off Russ. But, yeah, it's Javante, Williams country. Dave, you going to ride? We going to ride? He's going to ride. Broncos are going to ride. I'm definitely laying the 10. I actually might manipulate this a little bit and go alt. Maybe maybe I I will do the thirteen and a half and and juice it a little bit. Yeah, uh, from what I gather from like what I saw with the Colts, the Colts I'm actually almost came back and won that game, so the Texans actually almost gave it all away. Um, I do like the Texans. I do like what they've been doing and what they're trying to build over there with Davis Mills and all that stuff. But I, I again, while while Russ, Mister Unlimited, isn't really uh, he doesn't get upset or mad or anything. He's like one. I feel track like he's month. pretty limited in the red zone. <laughs> and last week was bit. limited in the red zone, but this time he won't be. Javante is going to eat. I predict maybe a Cortland Sutton and a Jerry Judy touchdown. Um, this one, and even say it. Go ahead. Who's the tight end? It's actually wrong. What? I was wrong. It's not even pronounced that way. It's not. Not even so close. I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Wow. Uh, All right. Dude, you were you were so proud of yourself for nailing it. Yeah, dude. That was <laughs> wow. All right. In any event. Um the Broncos are gonna eat. I think they uh they cover this number. Rob. I'm down a lot in the poll here. <laughs> so I'm gonna a ten's a lot. <laughs> ten is a lot. Listen, I don't like double point spreads. That's just not my style. But so yeah, I'm gonna Mills Mafia, baby. I love <laughs> laying the, the wood. I love laying heavy NFL spreads. I know it's weird, but when it's like a, a lopsided thing, it's just easier for me. All right. Moving on uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders, who dropped last week uh, in tragic efforts. And I know Joey D's in the house right now waiting for these picks, um, if he's even with us at this point. It just look, yep. All right. <laughs> like he's with us. He's, yeah, he's nodding. I think uh, he's on a, like a delay, maybe. Oh, maybe. But yeah. in any event, maybe a backdoor uh, lean in country. Oh, that's funny. Um, in any event. Moving on to the Raiders, who are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The Arizona Cardinals, obviously, they played, you know, they had a run with Mahomes last week, so it wasn't very fun for them. Their defense didn't look that good. Um, I don't know. This one's 51-and-a-half, so there's going to be some scoring. I'll start with Kyle, obviously. Uh, Any way, shape, and form you're leaning on this one? 
so we got they're give, we got nothing to go by here. The money is pretty split down the even, is split down the middle. Um, line's been at five and a half all week. So there's no angles here. It's literally just football, <laughs> handicapping and pick. Um, so I, I really am, really want to dive into the numbers on this one. But I will say that I think this is too big of a number. I'm probably leaning Arizona. Um, the Raiders last week, yeah, they almost came back and, and covered. But that I watched that entire game, every single play, and the Chargers controlled that game. The Raiders made this huge stop on fourth and inches on like the 50 where – if they don't stop them there, they go into halftime and it could be 24-3 Chargers. And then the stop happened and then they got right. – so, like, they, the Chargers won 24-19, but in reality that was a two-score victory. So I think the Raiders are a bit overvalued. And then at the same time, the Cardinals kind of got hit with not only just injuries, but, like, just their Achilles heel. Their weakness is pass defense. It was the same thing last year. And uh, they're they're weak against the pass, and then they open up against Mahomes. So a little bit of bad luck as well as – Yeah, but now they got to deal with Devontae, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that, like, the Cardinals don't suck. I'm just saying <laughs> I think people are – I'm just saying people are way down on them right now. Gotcha. Like, they're just undervalued, is, is what I think. So I probably will take the points. All right. Gooch? I think that if I wait a little bit, this one's going to be a little bit less, and then I start to like the Raiders a lot more because I do think that – the, the later money is going to come in because people will be afraid to lay that big of a number. And I'm probably going to stay away from this one in reality until I see the money go, unless it moves in my favor and I could get the Raiders at like four and a half. I'm not sure because there hasn't been any movement whatsoever. But I will say to the point, Derek Carr didn't play well either last week. He made really bad throws. If he could just play better, the game would have been closer than it was. While you say Correct. the... That that big stop that did take place and it could have it definitely altered the game in a big way, but so do those turnovers. So I I think that the Raiders are a little bit better offensively than they played last week, and the Cardinals might just be bad. You know they they really struggle. They don't have any guy on the outside that has size whatsoever. Everybody's small. Rondell Moore is he even back? Good to go. It's always Rondell Moore season. You know I feel, that. Yeah, unless he's not playing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's still I Rondell also, Moore. I season. also feel like James Conner. Kinda. He's a, a 3.3 yards per carry at best. You know, he's not the guy. I'm, I'm not a big believer in James Conner unless you get down low. The Raiders' secondary does suck. But I'm going to go with Derek Carr on this one. I'm going to hopefully the line moves a little bit, and I'm going to take the Raiders for my boy Joe. Not for my boy Joe, but he's sitting right here. I couldn't pick against him. You could. Him in the you definitely room. could. No, I um, would. I have. Stimmy OG checking in. Uh, Rondell Moore looks like he's out. Dorch season, according to AJ Bascone. Um, I'm with you, Gooch, on this one. I think that outside of a couple bad, ugly passes out of Derek Carr, they could have ate a little bit more last uh, last week. A lot left on the bone. Devontae Adams is obviously just returns to form, so like I don't think that that's going to be an issue at all. I feel like this is not a layup as far as the – well, Arizona didn't they, – they drew uh, the Chiefs week one, right? And you're like, oh, God, what a luck. But now they draw Devontae Adams in week two. I don't think Coming this, off of a loss, too. That's, right. That's so, like, why I think, I it, think the Raiders yeah. are going to be playing desperate as well. Uh, and, look, yeah. they had a chance to win that game. You, It, it could have been a two-score two victory, but the Raiders almost won. They had the ball with a minute to go. Right. right. They, had a, they had a shot. Right. So – I'm going to ride with uh, the Raiders as well for uh, Break Bud Joey over here. I'm going to definitely – I'm going to lay it. I'm going to lay that as well. Uh, Rob. Raiders. We're going to oh. go Raiders. We're going to go quick here. Okay. Raiders, Raiders is the quick pick. All right. So, another massive spread. Is this justified? We had the Falcons play some good football last week. They didn't look too shitty. Okay. And now the Rams coming off of a loss on opening night against the Bills. 
um, stay home. So they'll be playing a second home game in a row. Nobody has a goddamn clue as to what's going to happen as far as their running back situation with Cam Akers and Henderson and everybody else involved there. The spread is 10. The over-under is 46.5. I feel like there's going to be some points scored here. Um, the money line is heavy, uh, favoring the Los Angeles Rams. How are you feeling about this one, Sauce? Another game where all the money's on the underdog here. People are hammering the Falcons. Um, I like that. I feel like as a whole, people, the public as a whole, is more educated uh, as far as making their bets. If you rewind as recent as five years ago, the money's on the favorite in almost every single game. Yeah. Uh, now people know, like, underdogs cover usually 51% every single year. So underdogs usually have the slight edge as far as covers. So I like to see it. I also like to see it because it gives me the opportunity to, to go sharp and take the favorite. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what I'm doing in that's this game. Mm. In fact, at first glance, I was like, I think I have to take 10. Like, I don't know what – Stafford looked hurt. I mean I, – he I mean, was horrible. He was horrible. He was very bad. Game. Yeah. Yeah, but um, Buffalo it, is really good. Buffalo's going to be in the Super Bowl, according to some people out there, including myself. So it's like the Rams had them. You're talking about Arizona drawing a tough deal in week one. The Rams, the Super Bowl champions, drew a, a tough deal in a Buffalo team. And now it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a cupcake ski. I don't know. I just, that's the way I'm leaning on this one as well. I think the Rams. Are I would have, take. I would take um sorry to cut you off. No, I would good. take um uh the two running backs for Rams. I would pick one, read up, read the athletic, find out who's getting more touches this week and take their over because I think that's what McVay'll do. They the, the the Falcons have AJ Terrell and Casey Hayward at corners, maybe the best cornerback combination in the NFL. Um so with Stafford looking week in week one, he's gonna be like, yo, we have the better team. Let's just grind out a win here. Yeah. Um, which makes me really look at that plus 10, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Gooch, you feeling any sort of way? Yeah, AJ Terrell didn't give up a touchdown in like his entire career at all levels until last week where Michael Thomas, of all people, in his first game twice. In, <laughs> in 15 years, scored twice on him. I don't think that that's really going to be the norm, but I wouldn't say it's an ex exactly an anomaly either. He's playing with some bad guys surrounding him. I would say that he's not going to get people throwing at him as often as they did last week. And um, Casey Hayward, eventually the wheels have to come off, right? Father time's undefeated. He's been playing good football, but he's been in good situations. This is not a good situation, so he might eventually start getting exposed. And that might have happened last week a little bit, too. Um, the Rams, they're a really good team. I question their physicality, and that's been their issue in the, in the last couple seasons. Mm -hmm. But they're just loaded. How do the how do the Falcons match up? I don't care if they grind it out. They might bust a couple touchdown runs off, like deep ones. I think the Rams are just I'm laying it in the first half and and in the game this week. Yeah, I'm gonna side with the Rams as well. I think this is a little bit more of a uh we're pissed off that the people might be writing us off after one week because they lost to a really good Bills team. I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this one in favor. You might even see you might even see Atlanta score first. Like and you're like, oh God. And like I just laid ten. Now I gotta lay seventeen or whatever the case may be. I think they I think that it's a strong comeback effort. I think this is just gonna be ugly. I don't like anybody covering Cooper Cup in this game. I think he's gonna feast. Uh give me the Rams all day. Uh Rob. Rams. I, I was oh sorry, Rob. Go ahead, Rams. Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, if the Falcons do score first, I'll be looking at that live Rams minus six line. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> I know Joey D will. There's no doubt about that. Moving on to the San Francisco 49ers. Another interesting, interesting game here because the Niners are going home after being in the monsoon last week in Chicago and losing that game. 
The Seahawks are coming off this historic Geno, Geno Smith performance, and all of a sudden people are like, oh, look at the Seahawks. They might be able to win some games. Then you see Vegas come out of here and say, hold on. The 49ers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites here. The over-under is 41-and-a-half, so they're not even expecting a lot of scoring here, but they are expecting Seattle to pretty much do nothing. If you think, like, look at that spread of it almost being nine and then the over-under being so short, I feel like they're going to say the 49ers defense is just going to completely dominate this game. What do you think, uh, Kyle? Uh, well, yeah, pretty spot on. Um, so I, I, I mean, we know who Geno Smith is it's like, yeah, he, maybe he has mentally become a better quarterback, but we know his skill set. We know what he does. Um, money sli- slightly leaning San Francisco, 69%. Um, I think we're going to see Geno Smith fumble two, maybe three times in this game. Mm. Cause what is his new, the new Geno Smith is he doesn't throw interceptions and he doesn't, he's right. He, it makes smarter decisions. He also holds on to the football too long. <laughs> And Joey Bosa's come. I mean, Nick Bosa is coming, and uh, I think you're going to see a pissed off Kyle Shanahan led 49ers team. I think blowout. Uh, yeah, Eli Mitchell missing this game as well. He's going to miss a, miss a little bit of time. And now a couple of the Niners guys in this game, you know, AJ saying it, and so is Tony Benevento. They're saying they're calling for rain in San Francisco. Like, holy oh, that shit! That does not matter. Like, what is? One. What do you, you mean it doesn't matter? Joking. Look, look what happened to matter one. in this one. They are going to abuse Seattle. Wait, hold on. Is it rain or is it torrential Chicago rain? Because <laughs> yeah, that was some a, different shit. That was some different shit. Like you couldn't even like there was some parts of the broadcast where I'm like, I can't see anything. <laughs> so like it was an ugly, ugly game. Um, yeah. So obviously, lot. Kyle thinks the Niners are going to do some work. A lot of things had to go the Seahawks way last week for them to get that that victory. And they only won by a point. We talked about the fumbles, the three uh, trips to the one yard line that resulted in three points. Geno Smith played the best half of his life. Um, you name it, it all went their way, and they only won by a point. The 49ers, on the contrary, they everything went against them, right? And they played really good in the first half. They were up. I was feeling good about the laying the points, and then the torrential downpour. A lot like how our season ended against them last year, where at halftime it just opened up and then things changed. I don't see it. There's no 12th man in this one. The 49ers, they're coming off of an embarrassing loss. They're not going 0-2, and, and they're not, and they're going to come out firing early. Trey Lanson might have 100 yards and two touchdowns rushing if it rains, so be careful. I like that because as a fantasy owner, playing the sauce this week, by the way, uh, I would love Trey Lance I to might, take off. <laughs> I might fade Joe Burrow and start Trey Lance in this because of How about rushing. that? So I'm all over precipitation. <laughs> Fucking yeah, that's weather my, man. All yeah, right. AJ's out there. Can you imagine? I am El Nino. <laughs> Let me tell you about the uh, the high pressure cold air coming in from the northwest. <laughs> I too am I'm on the unreal. 49ers on this one. I think they're going to be coming out pissed off. I don't care who's running the ball, whether it be Trey Lance or any of their 15 running backs they have on their roster. Plus Debo and Davis Price. Yes, TV him TV, too. D- Trust me, heavy dose of Debo this week. I think Debo's getting that ball in his hand a lot, um, and I don't like Seattle on this one at all. I think they they definitely had a great feel good story. They knocked the shit out of a lot of people in survivor pools, but. The fun stops. It's San Francisco. They win this game. Rob? Niners. All right. <laughs> Niners it Here's is. Here's a big one. All right. So here's the one that's tripping me up all week long. And and it looks like Kyle is representing those in Boston as the possible bet of the day. Possible bet. The, of the New day. England Patriots visit the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And the Patriots, after their piss poor performance last week against the Dolphins, are favored on the road against a team who won their respective game. Make this make sense, Kyle, please. Oh, it's simple. It's simple. Uh, so the Steelers did not win in week one. The Bengals lost. <laughs> no, no, no. The Steelers didn't week one win in week one. 
Joe Burrow turned the ball over five times and TJ Watt won. TJ Watt's out now. And you saw as soon as he left the game, the whole game changed. All of a sudden, Cincinnati's moving the ball pretty easily. He was a one-man wrecking crew, and he's out. Um, I think the Steelers are insanely overvalued right here, and I don't think people realize how good Miami is, um, not to mention just how good they are against the Patriots. I think two was 4-0 against Belichick now. Fucking nuts. I didn't like that. (laughs) Here's your mind-numbing stat of the day. Um, So, yeah, I think, like, buy high – I mean, buy low, sell high. I think the Steelers' stock is super high, higher than it should be, and the Patriots' stock is super low. Um, I love the Patriots. Here. You taking any account into the fact that Mac Jones is a little banged up? I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, the Steelers <laughs> had the worst. I see. They think they finished at thirty first. Uh, rush defense efficiency last year. I don't think Belichick even plans on using so, Mac Jones. So this is the 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 weirdest line of the whole week to me because of what you just said. The the Patriots at an all time low and the Steelers are at an all time high. This is literally the trap of a fucking century. Because I honestly think the Patriots looked like garbage. And I didn't watch the entire Steelers game, but they looked like they made plays and Minka is on the field. So that's the one thing that changes everything to me. Um, It is so strange, though. I I just still – I feel like the Steelers have the better players all up and down. Mm -hmm. The only difference is I think Mike Tomlin kind of sucks as a head coach. Belichick. What? I don't think he's that good. Guy's never had a losing role. season ever. Agreed. I hate Tomlin. I know you don't. Well, like I don't Tomlin. hate. I don't. I don't hate I don't, him. Yeah, I just, I, just, I think that he's a bit overrated. I think he he could be. They could move on from him, and they would probably be better. Wow. Oof. Ah. All right. Well, obviously you're leaning where Hold then. But, but, oh, but before you guys make your picks, I want to ask you guys. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals had five turnovers. If the turnover batter was 0-0, what do you think the final score of the Bengals-Steelers game was? Okay. Yeah. It, very, very good point. Very good point. Uh, very um, good point. But the, the Bengals have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, Boyd, Mixon. They have a lot more weapons than the Patriots are bringing to the table. And this game is in Pittsburgh. So you're on, on the Steelers? I'm not sure. Honestly, are you leaning I'm, Steelers? I'm leaning Steelers. Okay. I'm well, going to sit here and tell you. It is, it is fishy. It's like terribly scary listen i've been saying it for the entire offseason as we've been previewing this entire nfl the patriots when you look at them on paper they're not good they have some players they do harris is good sometimes mac jones we saw what he could do last year but there's so small sample size there they're not good and their defensive coordinator is calling the offensive play they are a mess in new england and i don't care what you say about this i'm taking pittsburgh all day and i think this is Najee harris if he says he's gonna go he's gonna go and he's gonna run that rock the miami dolphins didn't show much of a running game last week so we don't even know what the patriots are gonna do against the run i like the the, the steelers here i do i i wholeheartedly the line is weird for me i'm not saying the steelers are gonna be Trubisky world sucks, beaters though. yeah but that's, that's what i'm saying so he's bad. not Mitch Trubisky is not going to lose this game for the Steelers. Well, he They're almost, not going to lose this game for the Steelers. The only reason why they, they keep this shit conservative enough. lose the game for them last Grind week this out. I'm also Joe Burrow, the, the 40 and a half is a very small, small number. I'm still swapping the, the under here. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored, but I do like the Steelers to beat the Patriots this week. Rob? I agree. I think we're going to see the Steelers come out and smash them up. And this is another game, like we talked about the Jets and the Giants, where... Kenny Pickett could come in by halftime. Shout out to Kyle. I don't doing, think that's hap- what doing double time, do- double double duty. <laughs> he's, he's actually comments and and in, in, in the actual live show, <laughs> arguing fantastic. with someone. Just, he's just getting mad at people but himself. Uh, yeah, right. uh, I want to say, look, 
you're right. In regards to the Kenny Pickett switch, I don't think that happens. Not until they look like shit. I'm telling you right now. Well, they look like they shit. Look like shit last week. <laughs> but they won the game. You no, guys are missing the point. I agree. Like, like if they if they lost that game to Cincinnati after the Bengals gave them five turnovers and all that shit, then you can say like, oh my god, are we ever gonna win a game the with Mitchell? The minute the they veterans won the game, bro. The I'm sorry. The vets start looking over around and they're like. The fuck are we doing with this guy still? That, then it's going to change. I don't know, man. All right. Give, give me the Steelers. Oh, you said Steelers too, Rob, right? Chris, what are you doing? He said he's uh, leaning I'm Steelers. Lean Steelers oh, okay. But, I'm, but you have I'm, to, yeah, you have to write down Steelers okay. on this show. Unless I see bet of the week at the top of the ticket, <laughs> I'm staying away from this game. <laughs> so, speaking of a team that has a little bit of hope, uh, they lost a close one last week. The Jacksonville Jaguars get home to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts obviously coming in with no wins because they tied like weirdos. Um, and this line is three and a half. The Colts are on the road. And they're favored. So another situation where the road team is the favorite. The Jaguars, I don't know if they showed you enough, Kyle, to kind of side with them a little bit, make Scoop feel a little bit at ease. I don't know. How do you feel about this one? All right. So I have some some funny things to share about this one. You guys are going to like this. Okay. So, um, and these are credit to A.J. Bascone um, when we did our notes last night. So ready for this? So remember last week how uh, we talked about how the Colts haven't won a week one game in eight years. Mm-hmm. And now it's nine years mm-hmm. since they won a week one game. Get this. So they haven't won in Jacksonville either. Seven years they yeah. haven't won. They, seven straight shit. losses in, in Jacksonville. Um, since 2019, Jacksonville Jaguars as a franchise only have seven home wins. Three of them are against the Colts. <laughs> um, it gets better. So the Jags' record against the Titans and Texans is a combined five and twenty-seven in their last thirty-two games against them. Against the Colts, eight and five in their last thirteen. Yeah, like Shit. the Peyton Manning Colts. They were yeah, beating. this they were, right. It was like dude, Blake the, Bortles the, beating up on Peyton Manning. Dude, the Jags are just the Colts' daddy, and I think the Colts are just cursed. I think the Colts are cursed. Honestly. All right, so that, that's where he's leaning, at least in this one. The line. I can't bet the Colts. I, I, the numbers tell me I should bet the Colts. I can't. You just can't do it. It's like I, they're truly cursed. You with the the the, the Jaguars as well? I mean, it's like how could you not lose right. the money? It's, how yeah. could you not? Sprinkle something on the money line, the half a unit right here. It's, it's I, I feel like it's a guarantee. Yeah. Oh, so the, that's another one more. It was, and I didn't write this one down. So it was, but I remember it. Jaguar, the the Jags average 19.6 points a game in the last six years, I think it was, against every other team in the NFL. Against the Colts, the <laughs> here comes the 30 spot. 27. 27. That's pretty goddamn yeah, go. close. That's so Rashad, over a touchdown 20. more a game against the Colts. Unbelievable. Rashad White coming in with a final score of 27-20. So he thinks so the 27 number is going to slap. in the over. He's giving out the Jags in the over. Man, oh, man. I'm taking the Jaguars as well. I thought they were going to win last week on the road in Washington. Um, and I still th- I, I think they're going to show a little bit more promise than they did last week. So they were on the cusp of a victory last week. Now you got the Colts reeling off a tie. And I'm not saying they lost, but they no, should have they should have played better last week. And I think that Matt Ryan's in for a little bit of a long day in Florida. Give me the Jaguars here. Rob? Jaguars. All right, Jaguars. Yeah, when you're looking at Matt Ryan is not the guy to, like, break the curse. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's just not, or wh- not whatever you want to call it. All right, we're going to the Dome, and the New Orleans Saints are hosting Tom Brady coming off a win, a big win over the Dallas Cowboys last week. Um, the line here is Tampa Bay and Tom Brady are two-and-a-half-point favorites heading into the Dome. The Dome is one of the hardest places to play. I don't care who you are. So does that play a factor into this one at all, Kyle? Do you believe in Jameis to get it done? And let, let's also say, and, and this is probably taking maybe one of your talking points away, the Saints have played very well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the last couple of years. Yeah, I actually wasn't going to mention that, but yeah, they they have um, the 
I so I'm 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 on Tampa Bay here. Not crazy about it. Um, I hate that they dropped the line from three down to two and a half on Tuesday. Um, because yo, when you move from five and a half to four and a half, it's like whatever. Five isn't that frequent of a margin of victory. When you move off three, that's like the books making a statement. Mm. Um, that's almost like them showing their hand, like yo, we like the Saints. So that scares me. Um, but I think I've been saying it for since the Bucks signed Akeem Hicks. I think that's the best defense in the NFL. That's another reason why I think Cowboys as a whole are overreacting, Cowboys fan media as a whole, because I think that's the best defense in the NFL. Um, and I'm going to ride with the defense. Not that I really hate on Jameis, and I know the Saints. I think the Saints defense also takes a step forward. I think them getting lit up by Atlanta was an outlier, um, a fluke. But still, I like the Bucks defense better than everything else in this game. Coach? I'm not going to – Tom Brady on the road is definitely a different quarterback the last couple seasons. So – and specifically in the Dome, they've done very poorly outside of that playoff game that I think that they annihilated them. But they've – I think Tom Brady has lost the Trevor Simeon in New Orleans last year in the mm. game that Jameis went down. So that gives me a little trepidation going into this one. But like Kyle said, it's the defense. They hit hard, man. Like They fly all over the field and their stars scattered all over it. Even the guys that aren't great, they – get made look so much better because they're so talented and they have a willingness to like get after it. And as far as the coaching staff goes, that's going to be a lot for Jameis to deal with. He's banged up. He's dealing with an injury that, you know, put him out for the season last year and he's already kind of hurt. I think his knee that he's bones be connected to his, his leg life. bone, his leg as much bones as I love Jameis, he's going to be running for his life back there. Yeah. Um, after what I saw vividly <laughs> watching the Dallas Cowboys, lose to that defense in particular because they couldn't do a damn thing. Uh, and that was with Dak Prescott for the 75 to 80% of that game, if not 85% of that game. Then you bring in Cooper Rush, and he laced them in there a couple times, but that Tampa Bay defense is something special. I think that after that game where you, you the Cowboys are the only team in the NFL to not score a touchdown, which is just fucking disheartening <laughs> by itself. But going into this game... You kind of like the Saints coming off that game against the Tampa uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. However, I, I I agree with Gooch in the regard of Tampa Bay is going to give a little bit more um, than than Jameis Winston can handle. And don't get me wrong, I think that the Saints offense could be very good this year when they get rolling. But they're coming into a buzzsaw right now. The Tampa Bay Buck defense is is too much. I'm I'm leaning towards um, and probably going to pick Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Rob. Gonna be a close one, but I think uh Jameis is gonna eat a W and the Saints are gonna pull it out. <laughs> All right, I like it. Pick the Saints. Now, for the first time in 24 games, the Detroit Lions are favored. Ladies and gentlemen, they are not what are we gonna do not being able for to take a first, backdoor cover? For the first time in my entire chop sports tenure, there is no there is no chance at a backdoor cover for the yes. Detroit Lions. So the Detroit Lions coming in here, one and a half point favorites over the abysmal, piss poor poverty franchise known as the Washington Commanders. The Commanders squeaked by last week against the Jaguars. The Lions played very, very well against the Eagles, who are everybody's touting to be one of the better teams in the NFC, if not the NFL. I'm I'm so I into this game. I love this game. In this one. What? Oh love my god. The Commanders you, in Kyle, this you one, start, bro. but go ahead. Well, before I even like this is one where I, me and AJ might not even look at the number. Well, we have to because we have to put out a video. But uh, <laughs> the line movement's telling me to bet Washington free and clear here. Um, it was two and a half. Ninety-two percent of the money was on Detroit. This is on Tuesday. This is my ninety-two percent. This is my bet. Yeah, everyone was on Detroit. Now, just a little bit of a shift. So now it's seventy-seven percent of the money on Detroit. So a little chunk of Washington money came in. Books dropped that shit immediately. Two and a half, two, one and a half. 
Uh, so I'm that obviously shit happens. That's not a bet your life on it type of thing. But when I see that, I will bet it 99.9% of the times. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely on Washington. So Dave's back off of the Lions. No, 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 and, uh, Gooch, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you all in on Washington too? I'm all in on Washington. Uh, Carson Wentz to, to Curtis Samuel all day, early and often. Nobody's even talking about McLaren. Right. As they shouldn't be right now because, he, you know, whatever. The, the, the story is Jahan Dotson last week for the Redskins. Exactly. Uh, and the story this week is going to be Terry McLaurin. All right. Well, the story this week is going to be very, very similar to last week. Now, last week, a lot of people were jumping all over the Jaguars running game because James Robinson did his thing, right? So it looks like Washington was susceptible against the run. Another guy that had an amazing game last week was DeAndre Swift. and he Jamal practice. Huh? Yesterday, though, DeAndre oh. Swift was held out of practice, I believe. Uh, what, a personal reason? Was he hurt? I'm not sure. I didn't see that at all. But anyway, um, the Detroit Lions are one-and-a-half-point favorites for the first time ever. I mean, look, first time ever. First time in 24. It feels like forever. Uh, I, I, if the Washington Commanders go 2-0, and the Giants go 2-0, and the Eagles go 2-0, and it's going to be like, oh, my God, the world's going to fucking fall. Um, I'm going to go and fade everybody on this show. We'll see what I do on Sunday, but I'm going to go Detroit Rock City at home uh, to get this job done. I think that crowd's going to be ruckus. I think they're going to be very, very interested in salivating over the fact that Carson Wentz is coming into town, and, and they're going to take care of business. I like the Lions in this one right now. I like the yeah, Lions so in this one. Hawaii might come All right, in Swift missed two days in a row, he but did, he's yeah. fine for Sunday. I'm Says he's fine. Give me And give me Jamal Williams all day long. Cam Just, Akers said he was fine last week, too. Nah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Where are you at? with this one. I'm uh, jumping on the Lions bandwagon. Yeah, man. let's I'm go. Believer, man. Let's go. There's a reason why me and Rob are in the basement right now. <laughs> because we're <laughs> of games like this. Did you guys this. see the, the 50 Cent interview that came out? What? No. He's still around? It's like an old one that resurfaced and talking about him and Kanye and that, like, you know, they're rooting against him now because he's the favorite. Now the Lions are the favorite. It changes everything, bro. It changes their entire it's, identity. Right, so they, first of all, it really they're does. not going to be they're favorite not, for the rest of the year. They're not the underdog. They're not going to be favorite for the rest of the year. I don't even know their schedule. They're never going to be favorite They might as again. well fire their coach now because he has no identity. <laughs> if he's sure. not an underdog, he can't do it. <laughs> where are all the kneecaps to bite when you don't That's have to good. bite any? Oh, man. That was funny. I like that. Fire uh, him. He has Rob, no identity. Rob Ear, 2020, uh, 2011, saying Washington isn't going anywhere until they change back to the Redskins. I agree with you, Rob. <laughs> so, anyway, um, with all due respect, Except you're they're going to go one and one. That's where they're going. Nowhere. They're not going anywhere else, but they're going one and one. Who? The Commanders. So, they're going to lose. They won oh, no, last no, week. They'll be 2-0 oh if they oh. win. Holy shit. Yeah, no shit. That's, oh, that's, that's, that's the worrisome yeah, yeah, shit. And yes, 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 yes. Get Undefeated Dallas anyway. one, too. <laughs> The Miami Dolphins. This one's a very, very big toss-up here because we talked about J.K. Dobbins in the open. The Ravens are coming into this one off their win against the Jets. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Miami Dolphins who are coming off a very, very impressive win over the Patriots. Tua played good. Hill looked fast. Everything looked good for the Dolphins. Now they got to travel to Baltimore. I know you said earlier, Kyle, that this one's going to be tough, but, I mean, you're, you're flipping a coin here? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, what I just need to – I didn't handicap the game yet. I could just tell you, like, what the surface level shit says. Um, and it's just like the Raiders game. There's nothing to go off of. Money split down the middle. The line's been locked at three and a half all week. Um, there's really there's no angle. So um, I will say that the Dolphins blitz last season. Remember that Tuesday night game? They gave yeah. Lamar Jackson a fit. They won the game 22-10, but I'm pretty sure it was 22-3 late. And that was a garbage time touchdown. They, Lamar Jackson couldn't do anything against that blitz. And it's the same DC. Um, Mike McDaniels kept the same DC, DC for Miami. Um, so I expect them to blitz Lamar heavy again. The problem is Lamar actually looked like 
he was making reads in the, in, in the passing game. Now it was against the Jets. It's true though. But, um, right. but but it looked like Lamar has changed his game up a little as well. So maybe he's more he's better equipped to handle the blitz. I really don't know. <laughs> Me and AJ are going to have to perform open heart surgery on this one to get a pick. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and also, let's just be, call it how we see it. Lamar Jackson playing for a guaranteed contract. That's what he wants, so he's going to have to win games like this. Gooch, does he get the job done against Tua and the Dolphins? I think that you you really can't make Lamar something that he's not. You give him a little bit of time, and he's able to dissect, and that he's able to do a, a certain thing that he's typically not. When you get after him the way Miami's going to, he's not going to make those same reads. He kind of changes and reverts back to the quarterback that he's always been. Muscle memory is going to kick in. He might make some plays with his legs. But that Miami defense is just very – I mean, they're starting to get the credit that they deserve, but for the last three seasons, they've been criminally underrated. I know they're probably still without uh, Byron Jones, right? He was he was Byron. on the pup. But I don't think it's going to matter because the pressure is going to be a lot for Lamar to deal with. I don't think that they have anybody outside Mark Andrews that really poses a threat to the Miami secondary. Their front seven is good. I'm going with Miami because of the defense. Although – I do think the Baltimore corners are going to make it a little bit hard for, for those receivers to get open down the field, but that's not going to be Miami's game anyway. It's get these guys ball the ball in space, and let's see what they could do with their legs. I think that's the recipe for Miami without handicapping it. I might um, actually take the plus 150. Go ahead, Kyle. Um, to, to the Baltimore corners, I Scoop's think. Try, Scoop's trying to get out of the closet, by the way. I can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe the Baltimore corners are going through injuries again. I think Kyle Fuller's out, so they're without oh. their nickelback. And then um, Marlon Humphrey's also dealing with something, so there's some question marks there. Yeah, I, look, when you watched what the, the Ravens were able to do against the Jets, and I'm not even going to say, well, it was the Jets, because I think the Jets' defense has improved. So, like, Lamar Jackson played a very good game last week, and I'm not one to be the one that's always shouting that from the mountaintops because I'm not a big Lamar guy, right? I saw what Lamar dealt with when he played Miami last year, and when – I, Miami is going to – I said it on Twitter, and I stood by it, and I said, Tua stinks. I, I think that he he's, he just – his delivery is weird. Maybe it's because he's a lefty. Um, but just like – I don't know. He just doesn't look good. But you don't have to be that great when you can find these very, very fast, talented receivers doing drag routes and quick slants and stuff like that. I think it's going to poise uh, pose for some difficult situations for the Baltimore Ravens. You're giving me three and a half. I'm taking that three and a half. I'm going Dolphins here. Rob, I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, okay. So after what you saw last week, see what we was can enough. get out of J.K. I don't Dobbins. believe in Tua at all. I just, I don't. I don't no, either. That's but the I, common theme. Ravens he's, at he's home. Like, nobody believes in Jimmy G and keeps on winning and covering. You know, Tua. Look at him. Wins games. Look at his win percentage. It's yeah. out of this. I mean, world look, he's beating Belichick four times, as Kyle said before. All right, here comes some tragedy here. So it's the 4 o'clock, 425 star, Tony Romo, Jim Nance on the call. Uh, it is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the AFC, defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. We all know the story. Dak Prescott out for this game, out for the next couple of games at least. Uh, Cooper Rush will get the start. Uh, the defense played very well against Tampa Bay outside of uh, a touchdown catch out of nowhere out of Mike Evans. They played pretty good. Um, Joe Burrow coming into this one a little bit, obviously, very un-Joe Burrow-esque last week against Pittsburgh. Turned the ball over five times and still had a chance to win the game. Kyle, you're a Cowboys guy at heart. 
you're sometimes too too critical to a fault, but I think it's most of it's accurate. I retweeted something you put out two years ago, and I was just like, holy shit, look at this guy hitting that shit too. Um, so with this one, look at this, JD coming in 38-10. Uh, big, big uh, Bengals win here, and it looks like just want to take a moment. Okay, nobody cares. Uh, Kyle, <laughs> so where are you going with this one, bro? The Dallas Cowboys have a chance being seven-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also love how, I don't know what's going on, but this line got all the way up to eight and a half and then, yo, sharp, the sharps are out here hammering Dallas. The money's about even now and the line, it's actually this morning it dropped again. It's down to seven even. Mm. Um, so (laughs) the books aren't trying to sell those Dallas plus eight, Dallas plus seven and a half tickets. They're scared of them. Uh, they're scared of the defense as they should be. Nothing has changed in the Dallas defense. It should still be a top five, maybe even a top three defense. Nothing mm-hmm. has changed on that front. Nothing. Um, one thing that scares me about the Cowboys, I don't know if you saw this last week. Uh, who's that linebacker on the Bucks? Devin White. Yeah. So Devin White did an interview, and they asked him about the game, and he was like, <laughs> he said something about, like, it was the exact same game plan that they did last year. Yeah. It was just like, oh, Kellen Moore. Who do they have? McCarthy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no they didn't differentiate. <laughs> anything uh from the last and they're like all right you know what we'll just do the same thing we did last year because nobody in the history of football ever makes adjustments uh so yeah their, their game plan was kind of doo-doo uh but you think there's at least a chance that they at least cover the number yeah, i like i like dallas at seven if it gets like, to six and a half hell no i like <laughs> dallas a lot in this one because like you said the dallas to win? no <laughs> the, the dallas uh defense is the same thing that it was last year but so is the bengals offensive line apparently because they looked like hot garbage last week and i know it was tj watt and that Collins havoc, coming home and it was it was uh it was tj watt that wreaked havoc but guess what micah parsons is over there too so it's the kind of the same kind of situation they're not they're gonna have fits with him they're it's gonna be worse than it was against pittsburgh as far as i see it because he just brings a different speed to it and there is no minka though that's the one thing. Oh well, There's we no got we got plenty of guys. But out Dallas's there. <laughs> defense is really good. Uh, the Bengals. I expected a little bit of a regression. I didn't expect them to play as bad. But there's going to be some big plays. There's some. There is some big plays to be had against the Dallas defense. So I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one on one side of the ball. But I I don't think it's going to be enough to cover the seven and a half. All right. Who needs who needs Micah Fitzpatrick when you have Anthony Brown? Thank you, God. <laughs> like fair. Nobody fair wants point. to say it. It's like it, it has to be said. Um. Anyway, look. The Cowboys, last year, they started Cooper Rush, one game, Dak missed it, and Cooper Rush went out there, threw over 300 yards, won the game for the Cowboys on the road in Minnesota. Now you have uh, a home game opportunity, right? And then, listen, he's not an awful quarterback. He ain't great by any stretch. He's not even close to being Joe Burrow across the hall. But, like, what I'll say is this. The receivers on this team have worked with Cooper Rush, like a Simi Fajoko, Noah Brown, not so much CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb's got to get more separation if he wants to be anywhat productive on this one. I'm looking at this game, and I see the seven-and-a-half number, and I'm just like, come on. I mean, that, that's kind of disrespectful, right? And then I'm like, well, then this game could get away from them hard. But then I saw 260 money line. Give me those goddamn Dallas Cowboys. Win this game outright. Cooper Rush, baby. Home game. Let's go. Let's Fucking go. Home game, Cooper Rush. Put your stamp on the season. Make them talk about I can, I can a controversy you in three weeks. If they win this game, it's not going to be because of Cooper Rush. It's going to be Micah Parsons. I'm with Micah Parsons for a couple strip sacks, all that good shit. Give me the defense to play well. Give me Cooper Rush to throw two touchdowns, at least two. One to Dalton Schultz, one to my guy, C.D. Lamb. Make it happen. 
Get it done, Cooper. Come on, baby. Go ahead. Rob, any any hope? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, see Joey Burrow having a day. Diggs giving up like three touchdowns. All right, calm the fuck down here. Just, what are we doing here? Yo, one thing I like, though, I think that with Cooper Rush in there and all of a sudden the whole narrative of the Cowboys season has changed, I think that will force Kellen Moore to – Call a more conservative offensive Thank game, you. which would help us. Yes, um, like Not, shit, we can't try to get too cute. Ezekiel Elliott cute. was averaging, Mister Pass Blocking Elliott himself was averaging five yards a carry, and they abandoned the run. Yeah, when you when you said call a more conservative game, I think Mike McCarthy licked his lips somewhere. <laughs> He's, that excites that guy. Let's call a more conservative game. Oh, my God. All right, so there's that one. And then, obviously, this crazy-ass spread. Figure this one out, Sauce. I mean, come on. The Green Bay Packers went out there, laid a basically, laid an egg, oh, you would say, against the, um, who the fuck they play? Oh, the Vikings. Vikings, they couldn't cover uh, Justin Jefferson for shit. In comes the big bad booty daddies known as the Chicago Bears coming in there 1-0 off their very emotional home game win over the San Francisco 40. I'm hyping this up for no reason because I don't feel like this is going to go any way other than one way. Uh, Sauce, I I know you have this love-hate, mostly hate with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, my opinions are completely objective. I don't feel any way about Aaron Rodgers. That being said, I think the Bears win this game outright. <laughs> Plus 375 money line. Justin Fields, yeah, in the pouring rain, playing in a like Chicago tornado. Still look pretty good. I would love to good. I would love to know who's the worst team Kyle is picking against. Like in all the, the Packers games, I guarantee you have your worst win percentage of at least last season against Green Bay because they covered and you faded every single week. <laughs> I looked, I looked it up after you said that. I was 4-13 and 13 betting on the Packers <laughs> in the season last year. That is so That's perfect. That's last week. That is rich. Yeah, me and, me and uh, Rob did that, that last week that alone. Good. Look, the Packers are at home. They got embarrassed. It was a tougher game than people thought. I mean, like, than I thought it was going to be, clearly, because they got beat. But it wasn't that bad in the second half. They did make some adjustments and played a lot better against Jefferson outside of that fourth-quarter drive and that catch. But... They didn't do the right thing with Jair. I expect at least a little bit of adjustment, but they don't have to deal with Justin Jefferson. Darnell <laughs> Mooney could run a route, but he ain't Justin Jefferson. Rashad White's giving you a safety. The Bears win 33-2. to two. <laughs> So <laughs> There you go. That's interesting. There so you you're go. rolling with your boys at minus 10. I would imagine since he's a Michigan State guy, they all team up every single NFC North fan. Maybe he's a Lions fan. I don't know if he's could ever be? actually announced his team. Maybe his, he could his, do that in the his, comments. Uh, his allegiance. That's probably why. He's but I feel fan. like everybody up there hates on the Packers, so... That's fine. Are you it's, it's alternating okay. this one? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely laying like 17, 16 and a half in this <laughs> one. We're gonna go. Crazy. We're gonna lay the wood on Chicago. Justin Fields, look, he could run. <laughs> he could run in a swamp, but he can't pass in a, in a nice on a nice day. So I don't want to hear it. 63 to 10 is the final score according to Kyle Kerms. The Mini Bears defeat the Packers. Did you Did you catch that reference in Saturday Night Live? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Heart attack. <laughs> Just another one. Uh, let, let's see here. So, look, Aaron Rodgers last week looked like shit, right? Everybody's like, okay, where the is Packers he Packers are going to score 42 points alone. Okay. Well, then that's fine. And that means the, the over will be hit by the Packers alone. Look, the Bears played out of their minds last week in a torrential downpour, right? Everybody's excited about it. The Bears fans are jumping about it. If the Bears keep this close... I'll say that there's a problem in Green Bay. That's that's my prediction there. If the Bears keep this within a score or something like that at the end of the game, you're like, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening right now? That's when I say you raise some flags about Green Bay. 
I also remember what happened last year after the Green Bay Packers got starched in week one. They came out and ripped off nine straight. It's hard for me to do this, but I'm going to lay the points and I'm going to take the Packers. I don't like it. I might change it on Sunday at 8 o'clock before it kicks off, but I kind of like the Packers to kind of do, do their thing. It's still Aaron Rodgers, man. I, he'll make a receiver. He'll make the concession guy a receiver by the end of the day. Lazard's going to play, I think, too. That's big. And I think we might be getting at least Bakhtiari back. All right, we'll see. Um, Rob, where are you going with this one? Aaron Rodgers is on record saying he owns the Bears. Oh, yeah, that's right. I own you. So that means they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder. You're on the Bears, right, Rob? Of course I am. Oh. Because I want to – I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win games. (laughs) I'm not trying to make friends, Bob. We are taking the Bears. Justin Fields will embarrass Aaron Rodgers. Jeremy Barrera. Bears are 0-5 against the spread in the last five games against the NFC North. There you go. Here's a stat for you. Thank you for that one, Jeremy. Make sure to like the video. Look, I'm not doing what he's doing. I'm not saying 16 and a half, but if they win – 3323 I'll say or 33-21 or whatever the fuck. I just think that Rogers is going to do his the thing. Bears even, are not scoring even if he has to own game. his own shit and run around a little bit and make some plays. Like I said, if this game is close, then Gooch look, if, I'll ask you a question. If they win this game 20 to 13. The Bears? Yeah, no, 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 the Packers. Okay. 20 to 13 and it the Bears have a chance to win at the end. Are you coming in here fluffing your chest out? On on Monday, if they if the Packers win forty two ten, it's the Bears. I'm still not fluffing my chest. That's not what he asked you though. That's not what what I asked you. I'm saying, are you worried? There's no victory that I'm going to fluff my chest out. Will I be a little less excited about the future of the team if they only win by a touchdown? Yes, but an NFL win is an NFL win against a division team. You don't got to tell me that. You don't got to tell me that. But that's feel. I think the Packers that we're going to hopefully see down the stretch when it gets cold. That's the way this team is built right now. They run the football. They don't have the receivers. They're not going to be. Finally, when we get a home game in the playoffs, it's not going to be like we needed to be nice weather and the 49ers come in and needed to be sloppy. Like we could actually hopefully take over that realm. I have, a stat, I, have a, I have a stat here that no one's talking about about this game. Go ahead. You know, did you know that Aaron Rodgers hasn't covered a spread in nine months? <laughs> nine months, really? bro. <laughs> They've only played once. <laughs> you know what, though? This is why we, this show is the premier show on your Fridays because we're spitting hard, cold hard facts about Aaron Rodgers against the spread. He has not covered a spread in nine months. That's factual. <laughs> check the books. Check everything. That is facts, 1,000%. Kyle, my man, thank you so much for joining us here on A Lean Friday, bro. We appreciate all your expertise. Oh, did you want the college pitch? Yes, yes I do. Bring them. Hey, listen, okay. I will say that you announced yesterday to nail two and a half with Florida State. I jumped That's on tonight. that this morning, and it stayed at two and a half, so it did not move. Dave, and, uh, Dave's unit did not uh, sway the line. Yes, my unit did not <laughs> sway the line. Kyle, Kyle, real quick, you do watch like college game day with all them with Pat McAfee on it, right, now? Some, I, I mean, I have it on. I'm not. I'm usually working. He's getting I, a lot of flack, like in the comments, that he's like terrible. On the like, people don't like him on the show. Do you think that? I haven't watched it, but I saw it. I mean, if there was, it, I watched the last week, and he, uh, dude. I mean, I think that's just like he has a different audience. Like, I don't know if the college game day people that watch that are necessarily Pat McAfee type people. Okay, like, that's a uh, good point. But he's getting destroyed. Dude. No, they don't want that's unfortunate. I like him. I like him too. He's our guy over here at Child Sports, friend of the show, Pat McAfee. So, all right, give us. Other leans or picks or whatever you want. I know I got one that you're gonna like, Dave. Is it? Are we hooking them? Well, 
No, we're not hooking him. But <laughs> we're back on the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. Let's. If you remember, le- if yes. you remember last year, <laughs> yes, let's go. They're I love playing it. a home game against Cincinnati, and this is a really bold statement. They're getting twenty-one and a half. I think they could win. Yes. Um, wow. I love the twenty-one and a half, obviously, but I think they could realistically win. Uh, uh, Blaine Gabbert's little brother's the quarterback there. He's good. They have a good passing game for the Mac. Their pass defense is nice. Uh, and I think bet the quarterback for Cincinnati's from Eastern Michigan. He's been compared to a young Tony Romo. Oh, uh, legend. Ben Bryant. Yeah, he plays for Cincinnati. He transferred, I guess, because he, Tony came from Eastern Illinois. Eastern yeah. Michigan. I don't fucking ah, know. So Eastern Illinois, yes. I think the Miami, I think the Red Hawk defense give him problems. I'm on Miami of Ohio, definitely. Okay. Plus 21 and a half. Loving it. Definitely on Notre Dame. Cal is. This is the one I, I know you talked about in the chat. Bro, check. Cal. I'm telling you, this team's not good. This team's not good, but they and they happen to be two and zero. And then they have the Jack Plummer transfers there from Purdue, so it's like they have this like NFL legend son transfer in, and we're two and zero. All of a sudden, Cal thinks they're a good team. They're not. Um, Notre What's the Dame's spread defense, of that game? Notre Dame twelve. Oh, Is it twelve now? It was eleven or twelve? So they're they're do- they're twelve point dogs. No. Oh, they're favorite. California I was gonna say, what the hell. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So minus twelve Notre Dame. I don't think they. I don't think they hit double digit points, Cal. Wow. Okay. Interesting. What else you got? And then the last one, I I'm throwing this in there because it's a great game. Um, I'm taking Penn State minus three at Auburn, one of the oh. best games of the week. Um, and I'm gonna lay the three with Penn State on the road because, regardless if it's Sean Clifford playing quarterback or Drew Aller, both of them are miles better than T.J. Finley. And in years past, you might say, yeah, but Sauce the. Auburn defense is going to be better than Penn State's defense. I don't know this year because Penn State's defense was good last year, and it looks to be even better this year. So mm. I'm on the Nittany Lions. All right. Perfect. So we got Penn State, Notre Dame, and, of course, those the Red goddamn Hawks. Red Hawks, baby. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Kyle, thank you for all the expertise today, my friend. We'll talk to you in the chat. And uh, you can visit Kyle at kylekerms.com for all of his VIP picks. you got to sign up, obviously. And he gives out a lot out, of stuff. Well, we're, we're putting out 13 college football picks on YouTube tonight. 13 you are all psychopaths So they're for free. That's free. That's free stuff, Those ladies are free and gentlemen. On YouTube. 13 Have of them are going up. AJ's actually going to be here in about 30 minutes. So. Have at it. All right, that man. That guy fucks. That guy solely fucks. This is great. <laughs> off, your, off yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got to go, though. I'll yeah, talk to take you later. care, guys. Take care. All right, so. That is a show, ladies and gentlemen, a lean Friday. We'll be back here on the show Monday to go over how bad we all did uh, on our picks. Now, I think we're going to slap this week. I got a good feeling. I don't know. I'm feeling good about I'm feeling good about a lot of games. Um, so Steam rolling into week two. Make sure you check out, and there's our friends going. over at Mojo. Be sure to check out the Mojo Market Report making its debut on Monday morning at 9.30. It's not a live show, so me and Gooch will be here at 3 a.m. to record the damn thing. Um, you didn't even smirk at that. You're just like, yep, 3 a.m. Sounds like a plan. Uh, so we'll be here to record that, and it'll drop at 9.30 on the Mojo YouTube channel. And then, of course, we'll be back to join all of our friends here on the Chop Sports every other day, the <laughs> Chop Sports show on a Monday morning at 11 o'clock. And then we'll catch you guys up and make some Monday night football picks and all that. So enjoy your weekend, everybody. Enjoy the football. Gamble responsibly. Don't lose all your money, please, for the love of God. Uh, we don't want to take any responsibility for that. So for Sturge, Gooch, Rob, Joe, Ash, Sauce, the world, for all of you guys watching, please like the video, and we'll see you guys on Monday. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media.
Chop Sports Media. Yeah.